Hello and welcome to TN Tights, a great British wrestling podcast for great British wrestling. And this is the Brit Rest Roundup. My, I am your host, the great British attacker, Mr. Andrew Moore. I am joined today, as always, by the pro wrestling t-shirt champion of the world, Big Daddy Dan. How are you, Daddy? <laughs> I am good, boss. How you doing? I'm very well. Yourself, as I say, just trying to get through the week. A lot happening in the wrestling world. And we were worried that we weren't going to have anything to talk about this week, eh? I, I was literally just about to say that. I thought we literally weren't going to have anything of relevance to truly discuss. <laughs> but uh, it's been a bit of a turbulent scene. We'll get into that in just a little while. We've got news about the turbulent scene and Coventry Pro Wrestling. Uh, we're going to talk about Rev Pro Wrestling. We're going to look at the latest progress addition to the WWE Network. Uh, Daniel has got the ICW results. Uh, and then we're going to look at the uh, British performers abroad. Will Ospreay, Nick Aldis, uh, Puck, Kip Sabian, Drew McIntyre. You know the guys. You love the guys. And we're here to talk about them. Anyway, uh, should we just get the most turbulent subject out of the way? That is probably the right way to go. And it is turbulent. There's no two ways about it. The biggest news in quite a while on the um, British wrestling scene, biggest arguments even, are going down about Coventry Pro Wrestling's show that they held last week. Mm -hmm. So they put on a pay-per-view show um, and... Lots of people have been complaining all over social media that this show shouldn't have gone ahead because of COVID. Now, we are in a full lockdown. However, recently, COVID um, has brought forward that the government have organised and stated what wrestling is going to be. And wrestling, according to the British government, is a performance art. And I can't really argue with that. That's an argument for another day. (laughs) (laughs) However, um, you are definitely not allowed to have a show with fans in attendance. Mm. Cofpro show had no fans in attendance. They had spoken to their local council, which is Coventry Council. Coventry Council had approved this wrestling show um, under the performing arts category that was set out. So legally, there was absolutely nothing wrong with doing this show. It was filmed behind closed doors. There were full breakdowns of um, risk assessments. So you have two people in at one time. They leave the building. The next two people come in. They do their part. They leave the building. It was checked out by Public Health England and the council and the police. And they were doing everything within the law. So a lot of people have been tearing into Coventry Pro. You can go onto their website, which is coventryprowrestling.co.uk, and they do have a statement posted there. Um, We reached out to Coventry Pro and spoke to them who sent us the statement. Now, another thing that people um, have been complaining about um, was that Marty Jones was in attendance. Now, Marty Jones... Um, was called out as part of the speaking out movement. He was called out by multiple wrestlers, both male and female, for racism, 
sexism being quote handsy and generally um a bit of a dirty old man yes let's go with that um he was not in attendance at this event so anyone that says he was um we have been assured by coventry pro wrestling that he was not in attendance and was not part of this event um so yes we we have spoken to them. They have responded. Um, we now have this information. We have seen proof, um, which they can supply on their statement from the council, allowing this to go ahead. Um, basically, the rule of law and people's opinions diverge. Mm. What you think is right is your opinion. But if the law says things can go ahead... I'm afraid the law wins on this. So um, while I think it's not great and possibly not responsible to be holding events like this, I would then have to say exactly the same about RevPro, WWE. I'd have to say the same about everyone that is filming at the moment. And I won't do that. I think Coventry Pro are within their rights to do this. Um, Let's just make sure they have a, a, a nice selection of... If I had more... it my way, they would stop recording EastEnders. Forever. <laughs> well, yeah, forever. <laughs> and all the happy shows, I wouldn't... Well, that, to me, that's non-essential. Because I don't watch that. And uh, just because you don't watch Co- Coventry Pro... Doesn't. Doesn't make it non-essential. No. However... We would point out that although we know he, that Marty Jones was not part of the event, we don't know whether he is still part of the training structure. Or affiliated with. Or still affiliated with. Or whether yeah. they are still just using his name because of his history. So essentially what I would like to say as far as this goes, Coventry Pro, thank you for getting in contact. Thank you for responding. Good luck putting on shows. Make sure you are using suitable trainers, suitable people to have around, and people that aren't going to be putting anybody else at risk. Hmm. Making sure that the paramedics uh, and everything that is needed for these shows, because there are a lot of ball points, you know, from things like Equity UK and the APPG, and what you know, what people have stated, what this should be at shows. As long yep. as they have these at shows, and there is no proof that they didn't. Now, the APPG was followed as far as this um, show went, according to the paperwork that they have put on their um, on their site. Hmm. And so, wrestlers need to work. They do. They can't really claim furlough. No. Uh, self-contractors, it is very difficult for them to. And uh, as you say, yeah, people do need to work whether we personally think it's responsible or not. Uh, my view is always of just because we can doesn't always mean we should. Uh, and that's the ruling from why I didn't go drinking down the pubs during the summer, because I knew that there was still a pandemic going on and I didn't need to be down the pub for the summer. That and the fact you're tight and the beer's cheaper at Aldi. That's true. <laughs> anyway, so, but uh, I think, as I say, it's a very difficult situation. Uh, there are a few other factors, such as their relationship to Marty Jones, that may have led to more people jumping on the barrel 
jumping on the gun uh, than maybe needed to. But of course, as you say, with other factors to key in. But what they did is perfectly legal. What they legal. Did, what they did was fine. As far as we know, they worked to all uh, set out specifications and hopefully they ran a good show. I've not seen it. Uh, but I'm sure people may have seen it, may not have seen it. As long as they're everyone's healthy, as long as they aren't going to go infect other people, fingers crossed. All is good. All is good. I would probably just recommend to them that they maybe consider making more uh, transparency. Yeah, that's fair enough. Speaking about transparency and speaking about speaking out, um, I don't want to say happy birthday to Sid Scala. No, NXT I don't want to say happy UK, birthday. NXT UK did say happy birthday to Sid Scala. And we are recording this on Sunday at 10 past nine in the evening. Now, let me just check a couple of numbers while we are chatting. NXT UK. Eight hours ago, they wished a, a happy birthday to Sid Scala. Um, currently, 274 comments are up on it. Out of that 274, I'd say about... 200 and... oh, hold on a minute. 274. Happy birthday, wishes. Retweets 141. But they're not saying happy birthday, are they? No, not many people within certainly the British wrestling industry or the fans of the British wrestling industry or those of who remain on the independent side of the British wrestling industry would like to remind folks that Sid Scala had been accused of both emotional abuse. Uh, I believe there was some physical abuse with some people, not because, but the main one was, uh, was a young lady by the name of Maria May, a fantastic wrestler. Uh, and a poor woman who was mentally abused by Scala, possibly, for over a year. Uh, and the fact being that he is suing poor young Maria May for calling him out on his behaviour. Yep, she's being accused of defamation. Now, she is an independent wrestler um, based not far from me, actually, just north of London. And she doesn't have the money to go up against a WWE-backed case. Um, Sid Scala is being torn to pieces on the NXT UK Twitter thing. Mm. Um, and, and most people, so. and rightfully so, have been putting up links to Maria May's GoFundMe. Um, now, Maria May's GoFundMe is to help her with her legal costs and the costs of getting her life set up, bearing in mind that she is struggling to find work within the UK scene. Now, we luckily, a lot of... this on Twitter ourselves in just a short while after we've recorded this. We'll make sure to share this 
so you can find it on our Twitter page, on our Twitter page, uh, if you would like to contribute to help him, Maria May. Yeah. Um, now, at the moment, um, she is looking fifteen thousand, which is a very fair amount, in my opinion, and she's reached ten thousand of that, which is fantastic. So. Please go to Maria May's GoFundMe and please feel free to go on NXT UK's Twitter and let them know how you feel about Sid Scala's birthday. Indeed. And from now on, he will be the monkey assistant to Johnny Saint, is how we will refer to him on NXT UK for any of our NXT UK review shows. The monkey assistant of general manager Johnny Saint. Yeah, Wind him up and let him go. In Although that's kind of an insult to the amazing, terrifying monkey that assists um, Mr. Crowley in his videos, <laughs> Charles Crowley's amazing video. Please do make sure you've watched it or you are cordially invited. But I digress. Indeed. Uh, so, look, speaking of memory of May, uh, so I'm going to bring it back up because there are, is some news about SWW, that's Southwest Wrestling. Uh, she is part of their Warriors Championship Classic tournament, uh, which will be, I assume, to crown their female champion, their women's champion. Uh, there's some great names involved in it, including Maria May uh, from Lucia Lee, uh, Millie McKenzie, Lizzie Evo, Shauna Shea, L.A. Taylor, Chantel Jordan, <coughs> Armina Lilly. Yeah, it just seems like that is going to be a great tournament. Uh, I love tournament wrestling, so I, I, I'm really big for this. And it's not the only tournament SWW are having. Uh, they've also got their SWW open weight uh tournament which will see participants uh danny duggan yep dinger bane never of big country <laughs> i can see a chant going there chris adams <laughs> uh, nico angelico gilligan gordon PJ Jones, and originally stated to compete was Luke Phoenix, uh, but Luke Phoenix is going to be a father. Congratulations! Congratulations to him, indeed. And so he is not going to be competing in the tournament no more uh, anymore. Sorry, and Max Wilson will be taking his place for that. Uh, and again, this is. Still, not the only, is they've still got one more tournament, uh, which is the Heavyweight Classic Championship, which uh, will figure Charlie Sterling, who we've mentioned from Rev Pro recently, Simon Miller of WCPW, uh, Big Jim Diehard, Mickey Forrestal, Sheik El Sham, Tyson Taylor, Joey Seven and Eddie Ryan. So I'm really looking forward to covering those. Their first event back is the Back to Reality, hopefully. Which is a great name. Uh, and this will be on the Friday 26th and Saturday 27th of February. This is at Watson Hall in Tweaksbury. Tweaksbury. Tewksbury. Tewksbury. 
There we go. Tewsbury. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks, all right. I'll, uh, I'll let you off just this once. Just this one. I, I will. I will say that you are allowed to occasionally um, make these slight, slight mistakes. Slight mistakes, indeed. My poor pronunciation. <laughs> uh, which leads us to, uh, I think, which we'll, we'll go back to. We mentioned it last week. We're going to be talking about it again this week in a little bit more detail, and that is the Rev Pro Epic Encounters Eight, which will be. Uh, on the 7th of February at 7pm, that's Greenwich Mean Time, and it'll be uh, streaming free on Facebook, YouTube, and their uh, twi- uh, Twitch account. Uh, so first off, uh, the first match which seems to be will be Kid Lycos 2 versus Connor Mills, uh, Epic Counters 6, Kid Lycos and Kid Lycos 2 made there presence known to the Rev Pro world by attacking both Connor Mills and Michael Oku after their match and uh, this will be a high flying fast paced match Connor Mills really likes to lay in kicks so if you're a good uh, fan of somebody laying in big boots and big kicks you're going to enjoy Connor Mills in this match and Lycos is a technical wrestler uh, Kid Like Us 1 was one of the best workers in the Brit Rest industry, uh, one of the smaller workers, and he adapted his style so well, formed a fantastic tag team with CCK, uh, the Calamari Catch Kings, as with Chris Brooks, who's currently yep. over in DDT. Uh, but as I say, it's going to be a fast-paced match. It's going to be a high-flying match. It's going to be a fun match, but it's also going to be a violent match. It ticks all my boxes. It ticks all your boxes. Uh, so what do you think? What, what are you going to say for the outcome of that match? Ooh. I reckon... Um, I reckon we're going to see something we don't see very often in Rev Pro. I think we're going to see a referee stoppage. Thinking it's devolve into chaos? Or referee stoppage due to chaos? <laughs> Chaos. Yeah, I, I assume chaos will presume, as you say. Uh, yeah, Lycos is likely to uh, Lycos one. I'm sure will be ringside. I'm sure he will make his presence felt. I'm sure Michael Oku will likely come down to support uh, Connor Mills. It's going to be a fun, exciting match. I think this is going to be a great way to kick off the show. Uh, the newest member of the Legion, Chris. Ridgeway, he'll make his in-ring return to uh, Epic. Oh, sorry, to Rev Pro. Team in with the leading, the Legion Master Gideon Gray, uh, as he goes up. They go up against the combination of JJ Gale and Callum Newman. Uh, this kind of comes off the back of the last Epic Encounters, Epic Encounters Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, JJ Gale picked up a, a very impressive win in a very good match against Gideon Gray. Uh, and after the match, they kind of joking around about it. Gray took offense to this and out came the newest member of the Legion, Chris Ridgway, and he kicked the crap out of both of them. And yeah, again, this match is going to be very high paced. It's going to be uh, Callum Newman is one of the 
best of the flippy do wrestlers out of all the flippy do wrestlers. He is a true uh, prodigy of the flippy do wrestlers. <laughs> AJ Gale and Gideon Gray are two phenomenal technicians. Gideon Gray is a really underrated wrestler. Gideon Gray has got the kind of look that makes you underrate him. Yes, I guess so. Um, which is brilliant and works fantastically for his character. He looks like the baddie from every 80s children's TV programme ever. Mm. Especially like, I guess, it's a British one anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's almost rat-like features in a way. <laughs> yes, you can imagine him with the top hat and the, uh, and the cane. But, uh, and Chris Ridgway is, well, he has a black belt in being hard as fuck. I believe so. I believe he has a black belt in being hard as fuck. I've been told that he has a black belt in being hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he lives He's... up to that moniker. He is an absolute... Uh, He's he's got the MMA type of style wrestler, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly style. Uh, he, the, the two, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Chris Ridgway, Fish. have one oh. of my all-time favorite matches that took place on Progress. It was the Super Strong Style 16 round one matchup, and it was phenomenal. Just the best, one of the best matchups I have ever seen, especially if you like, say, if you like that modern MMA, they really made it look real. Uh, I'll have to look for that one. It's really worth looking at. It might even be on the network. If not, uh, I'll pass you my progress. (laughs) uh, (laughs) It's definitely a match worth checking out. Uh, my personal opinion for this one is I think we're going to see Mark Haskins return to RevPro. Uh, he has been a member of the Legion in the past or was a member of the Legion before lockdown. I think he was the only member of the Legion left that hadn't gone off to work uh, for, say, New Japan or the WWE, although technically he did go to work for ROH, but He's over here in the UK at the moment. Uh, and I would like to see him form a team with Chris Ridgway, Mark Haskins and Chris Ridgway. Just that would be a very strong team. Boys. The hard fuck been... boys. That's what you would call them. Yeah, but then it ended up getting shortened to the fuck boys. Um, <laughs> oh, you have been <laughs> you've been saying recently about the need for more tag teams in Red Pro. So yeah, that would work well. Yeah, uh, and uh, Will Ospreay encouraged J.J. Gale and Callum Newman to form a tag team back, uh, I think it was Epic Encounters 4, so that was actually a start of their uh, the two working together. Mm. Right. Uh, it's on to the Southside Heavyweight Championship matches, the tournament in the B brackets. This was a double elimination tournament. Uh, so that meant if you got if you lost in the first round or you went down to a bottom bracket, uh, this is the semi-finals of those bo- bottom brackets. So we have RKJ versus Rob Lias, as Ricky Jr. Rob Lias, and Screwface Ahmed versus Joel Redman. That is going to be a banging match. That is. 
that is. Now, they had a great match back at the African Counters 5, might have been 6. Uh, they had the first round match, uh, and it was uh, Joel Rebin who beat Screwsade Armoured, knocking him down into this bracket. Uh, and then it was, I think, Joel Rebin went on to lose to Charlie Sterling. Um, Screwface Ahmed defeated Mambo. I can't remember. Mambo. Oh, yes. My, he defeated my pick. Mambo. Your pick. <laughs> so your, your pick's gone. Yes, RKJ was my pick. Uh, our former, well, sorry, our member Stevens, uh, who is currently laid up in the local medical facility after a parking lot attack by the, the dastardly, pretty deadly. We hope you're recovering well, Stephen. Well, he picked uh, Dan Maloney. It was amazing um, to see Stephen hurt in that way. The <laughs> fact that Pretty Deadly's timing was so amazing that one of them could jump a motorcycle and hit him in the back of the head, while the other slid to the motorcycle underneath his legs to do a double somersault round. It was phenomenal. Pretty Deadly, there are... Pretty deadly. Yeah, that was that was about <laughs> as likely as them um, having a good match. Let's go! <laughs> oh come on! I, I I finally got to you see you that crisscross crisscross uh, leaping uppercut and spear combo. Crisscross will make you jump, jump. It will, it will. Uh, my picks for this is RKJ is going to go through on Rob Lyers quite easily. I expect to see him to go on to the finals to actually face Dan Maloney. Dan Maloney beat RKJ in round one. I will expect RKJ to beat him in the final, which means Maloney would pick up his first loss. And you would also have a situation where they will won a piece and could therefore stretch out a rubber match. Uh, on the other side, I think Screwface Ahmed could be a perfect member for the Legion, for the new Legion. Uh, I'd possibly uh, see Joel Redman eliminated in this match due to that. Uh, but I want Joel Redman to hook back up with Charlie Sterling and reform the former Red Pro Tag Team Champions that they were. Well, as much as I am looking forward to that match, because, you know, Big guys slapping meat. Um, I'm looking forward even more to the next match, the match for the Southside Women's Championship. Okay, can I just say one thing about Joel Redman? I believe he is a modern-day bulldog. Strength. What, you mean he, he has sort of like slobbery jowls and legs you that are a bit short? You know what I mean by bulldog. He is a modern-day Davy Boy Smith. He is athletic. He is chiseled like a brick he is uh strong he is fast he has everything in that ring uh i think uh, redman is somebody has been underrated i think he needs to have a breakout year on the independent scene uh, especially i will remind you of that comment when we do our review show of course i, I will always say that joel redman is one of the best and is a modern day bulldog Mm -hmm. I respect you, Joel. <laughs> In the next match, it is the Southside Women's Champion, uh, Kanji, as she makes her long-awaited return to Rev Pro to fight Bobby Tyler. Uh, 
should be a good match. I've always I love Bobby I love Bobby Tyler. I love her attitude, the way she carries herself. She's good in the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. She's not the best in the ring, but she is still very capable in the ring, and she has a great attitude and a great character that works along with that. Kanji is a great character. She's fun loving. Uh, she's very athletic. It's going to be a good match. My prediction on this one? Go for it. Bobby to win by outside interference. I reckon that is the way this one will go. Oh, you mean her good old friend Zoe Lucas probably run um, run interference for her. With or without a golf club. I'm going to go with Kanji for the win. Although maybe, as you say, could have Zoe Lucas come out and then hopefully... Our favourite Rev Pro star, Leah James, hasn't can still compete for Rev Pro because uh, I don't know what her contract is with the WWE. I know she signed with them, but hopefully can, she can still take dates uh, independently because I'd like to see more of her in Rev Pro where she's able to show her, well, in, her shows her in ring capability more. I think it's more likely that she, if she is involved, she'll be taking part in the next match which is going to be even better than that one, which is Jamie Hayter hopefully winning against Giselle Shaw. I think Hayter is going to take it this time. Uh, Jamie, uh, they had the match at Epic Encounters 1. It was a great mm-hmm. match. Giselle Shaw came out on top. Uh, she hasn't got B. Priestley dead by her side this time, and I wonder if that's actually going to work in her favour, because not Having someone by ringside sometimes can be a bit of a hindrance. It's not always works in your benefit. But yeah, I think I see Hater taking Jamie Hater taking this one. And uh, I see a unification at some point with Kanji's Southside Women's Championship because I don't think they'll want to have two female, t- two women's titles. They might do. And if you want to go over this again, do go on to bodyslam.net where you can have a look at the fantastic article written by Andy Moore, the great British otaku, on the announcement of Epic Encounters 8 and have a look through the list of upcoming matches. He's a great writer, that bloke. He is, isn't he? <laughs> anyway, uh, let's. should we take it abroad? I think that's all we've got really for the Brit Wrestling. We are in lockdown at the moment, so uh, it's well, not like we have huge amounts. Uh, we, we, we can look at the, the WWE, WWE NXT. We can look at the WWE Network. You can tell me the ICW results. I can tell you the ICW results because I actually watched it. Um, ICW Fight Club number 156 was on. Um, It started off with Jack Morris defeating Levi. Jack Morris looks great. He is very, very well built. He was wrestling well. Levi, very quick. But yeah, he got battered. Bless him. We then had Leighton Buzzard under his new captain gimmick um, versus Ian Skinner. Leighton Buzzard has been spending his lockdown building up because he's always been sort of like the the Seven Stone weakling who got battered on behalf of um, Dallas. And now he is the 15 stone lump that gets beaten by other people. Ian Skinner, however, got beaten by Leighton Buzzard this time. 
We then had Angel Hayes defeating Emily Hayden, and then we went to the Lionheart League semi-finals. Now, I think you should watch this, um, Andy, because you will enjoy the next two matches. Stevie Boy defeated Jack Jester. I remember now, Stevie Boy from the uh, WOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was part of the team with BT Gun at the time, wasn't he? He was indeed, and I'll mention him in a minute. Um, Stevie Boy defeated Jack Jester. Now, Jack Jester is in a tag team with Charles Samuels, um, the Kinky Party. And um, they did well. a brilliant, brilliant promo in advance commenting on their semis. <laughs> of course, sure. Of course. <laughs> we then had um, KOE, um, Kai Williams King and King Killer versus The Purge, represented by Crowbar. And Steve James, that went to a no contest when everyone just battered the hell out of each other. You see a mm. thing here. Uh, Theodorus defeated Saqib Ali. Kyle Chaos defeated Logan Smith. And then the final, the semi final of the Lionheart League, Shah Samuels defeated BT Gun. This was another big men slapping the living piss out of each other. Mm. Um, I really like BT Gun. Um, I think he's a great wrestler. Um, his interviews may maybe not so hot, but <laughs> they're, they're to the point. Um, and the other thing about ICW shows is their commentary. It is some of the best commentary because they are not held back and they do not give a shit. Um, they are hysterical. So always a fan of James R. Kennedy. Yes, very much so. So that will lead us to Stevie Boy versus Shaw Samuels for the Lionheart League Cup final. I will check that event out uh, maybe tomorrow night, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, just yeah, tomorrow you don't night. have to watch all of it. Just watch Stevie Boy and Jack Jester and then Shaw Samuels BT Cup. Um, ICW have also just put out that they have um, tickets available for their big show which is going to be in november and i will admit that it's possible that i have been looking at tickets and how much they're going to cost um they are putting on on the 20th and 21st of um november um i'm trying to i don't want the shop i want to go to the actual website because i want to remind everybody of how much the tickets are Bear with me. Um, the tickets were £96, and the show is Fear and Loathing 13, which will be at the Barrowlands in Glasgow. Um, £96 for two nights, and that's ringside. Um, I think two nights standard tickets are about, I think they're about 40 quid. Um, so let's just hope and pray um, that it will go ahead. Indeed. I think, yeah, uh, hopefully so. And yeah, uh, I'm up north that way. You can come and get me on the way. Who knows? <laughs> uh, next, so uh, also on the WWE Network currently is the best of British strong style in progress. Yes. Uh, so you've got British strong style versus Ring Camp. 
that'll be Walter, Marcel Bartel, and I might guess it might actually be Timothy Thatcher who will be the third man in that match. Uh, you then have British Strong Style versus Alexander and the Besties. <laughs> uh, I'm just having a look through now. There's a six-man tag, tag match. match. They've got, I can, I can Which... see Bandido, uh, so I'm going to assume uh, it's going to be Flamita. Flamita and, and Ray, Ray Horace. Horace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and then you've got... It's Walter, Timothy Thatcher and Axel Dieter Jr. Um, were the three... Men and then versus Which CKK, yeah. And you got British yeah. Strong Style versus the 198. Who would have won? Oh, that was uh, Flash Morgan Webster and uh, Hitchman um, and yes. and uh, British Strong Style versus CCK, uh, which seems to feature Timothy Thatcher. Yes, that was from Pour Some Progress on Me. Um, and yeah, it's Timothy Thatcher, and it looks like Bobby Chris Brooks, yeah. And I'm trying oh, to look at who the third guy is. Now. I've seen this one, yes, it's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I remember who one of the commentary. Third guy, <laughs> sorry, who are you looking for? The third guy in CK, uh, CCK. Uh, oh, it's Mike Gresham. Yeah. Jonathan yeah. Gresham. Yeah. Jonathan Gresham of ROH, one of my favorite wrestlers. Technically sound, as technically sound as you can be, is Jonathan Gresham uh, doing some wonderful things over in ROH at the moment. Yeah. So that's on there. And also, that's just been added today is My Way, The Life and Legacy of Pat Patterson, which I know isn't anything to do with British wrestling, but I'm going to be watching it. Indeed. Me too. Because uh, Pat Patterson was a legend. Uh, yes, anyway, he was. Uh, let's see what's happening abroad. Will Ospreay uh, has been teaming with the Great O'Conn. They've been taking on. All comers. Jima and a random young lion for the last uh, week and just kind of beating the snot out of the random young lion and avoiding fighting Kojima. Uh, this weekend, however, Kojima's usual tag team partner, Hiroshi Tenzin, uh, returned to action and, well, he got himself disqualified as they just battered him with chairs. So Will Spray got a bit of a paste in in that match. And then in the next match, uh, it was the reverse of Great O'Connor and Will Ospreay got himself disqualified. Uh, tried to batter Kojima and Tenzin with chairs, but Tenzin and Kojima managed to get the chairs off him and battered them with chairs once more. Yay! And this, is all, this is all leading up to singles matches at uh, New Beginnings Nagoya, where Will Ospreay will take on Kojima. One and one, and that is on the 30th of January, and that is going to be brilliant. A great match, a great outcome. In uh, it's time for Will Ospreay to really put that stamp as a heavyweight compared to the yes, he lost to Kazucha Ricardo recently, but I think this will see so like now that's steady rise. And I, I'm predicting Will Ospreay to win the G1 and go on to. Wrestle Kingdom next year 
to defeat Kota Ibushi for the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And that is my bold prediction for Will Ospreay this year. Uh, Good luck to him. There you go. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is returning to action soon on the 31st of January as he begins his road to New Beginnings Hiroshima where he'll have a rematch for the tag team titles. Him and his tag team partner, Tai Chi. Dangerous Techers will face off against the Gorillas of Destiny, which, again, will be a brilliant match. Uh, they had a great match at Wrestle Kingdom. They will have a great match again in Hiroshima. And the two will just cheat and cheat and cheat, and it will be whoever cheats the most will cheat the win. <laughs> I think we are going to have to have a, a meeting where we have a long conversation about whether Will Ospreay is the best British wrestler of all time. It's going to be a, it's going to be a topic one day, isn't it? Definitely. So, yeah, we, we shall... Um, Oh yes, he may well be, but let's um let's have this conversation at some point. I think we'll have to. Uh, I did pick him as my outstanding British international superstar of the year. Uh, he did, but Drew McIntyre did have that fantastic year, so I uh, can't fault yours or Salvador's pick of Drew McIntyre for that uh, spot. Uh, you watch AEW. What's Puck and Kip Sabian up to? Um, I do, and. Basically, not a vast amount. <laughs> uh, I haven't actually seen this week's AEW yet. I think he's part of next week's main event. Uh, this is Puck, anyway. I think he'll be teaming with Ray Phoenix and John Moxley to take yes. on Kenny Omega uh, and... The, uh, 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 the brothers, the, 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 the good brothers. The good brothers, Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows or Doc Gallows or something. Machine Gallows. Gun Carl. Machine, Machine yes. Gun Carl, yes. Interesting little um, side story. AEW have um, just put in a trademark application. What for? Too sweet. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Mm. Now, uh, TNA tried to get it years back, and they failed. Um, New Japan tried to get it, and they failed. Um, Believe it or not, it's actually the last I heard, it was still meant to be um, only associated to Kevin Nash and, um, and the NWO. However, they sort of unofficially gave their permission to give it to the Bullet Club, mm -hmm. but they're not the they're Bullet not Kenny Club. Kenny Omega's Bullet Club. No. He gave it to Finn Balor's Bullet Club. Mm. Indeed. Uh, I'm assuming this is probably also in retaliation to Tamar's comments recently about the fake Bullet Club reunion. Yes. <sighs> anyway, uh, that's a story for another time on some American podcast out there that no doubt exists because there are probably... 50,000 AEW podcasts. Oh, yes. There are only a few Brit Rest podcasts. 
and we're probably... and we are the best. <laughs> <laughs> I went with probably. You see, I was a bit more modest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not modest. Um, uh, yeah, Kip Sabian's wedding um, is coming up on Beach Blast pay per view. Um, now there is another AEW pay per views coming up, Revolution, which um, people are very excited about because that's going to be Sting's. Um, first match with AEW, which is going to be a street fight with him and Darby Allen versus Team Taz, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. However, you may notice there's no date for that pay-per-view. The reason there's no date is because the date they want to hold it, there is rumour and innuendo that Logan Paul will be having another YouTube celebrity boxing match. And because the lowest AEW pay-per-view score um, was when they went up against the previous Logan Paul versus a basketball player. I don't bloody know. Um, yeah, that's why there isn't a date yet. Uh, they're going to try to avoid it. But uh, oh, Logan Paul's just like, well, I'm not going to announce my one then. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over on NXT, Finn Balor is for some reason, joining forces with uh, Kylo Riley after kicking the crap out of each other and breaking each other's jaws. Uh, when you break each other's jaws, you, you, you build a friendship, a camaraderie of I broke your jaw, you broke my jaw, let's be friends. My best mate and I, when I was at school, we had a similar camaraderie. Um, I broke his nose, he broke my ribs. Yeah, see, it's yeah. all fair. Love and war, they mm. say. Love and war. Have an argument. Uh, you kick the shit out of each other. You get on again. So he's going to be joining <laughs> force with Van Bella, I'm sure to take on some combination of Pete Dunn and the. Uh, only yeah, who's it? Danny Birch. Who do you reckon it'll be? I reckon Danny Birch. Danny Birch. Danny yeah. Birch. Go on, get it. Proper Brits. Kick that Lorcan out. Bring over Tyler Bay. <laughs> well, I do like Lorcan. <laughs> yeah, but he's not Brit. <laughs> no. And he has a uh, face for radio. And, uh, you know, on the upset of the night, Imperium lost two, two luchadors. Yeah. Yeah, no, that no, 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 that made you sound bad. It's insane. Luchadors are all look. Grand Metallic is fantastic. Uh, Linsto Dorado is fantastic. Uh, I don't think Luchadors can be a good traditional European wrestler. No, uh, I also don't think that this was very well thought out at all. Um, not happy, no. Uh, it did lead to Alexander Wolf's return to uh, NXT, um, but apparently it was a blink and you missed it. He just kind of stood there at the thing as uh, Imperium walked defeated up the ramp. Marcel Bartel is... Uh, I've always been a fan, ever since he first joined NXT before the Imperium days. Uh, before he joined Forces of Whiteness, I, I just thought, you know, he has a great wrestling style, decent enough gimmick, seems to be charismatic, has that little hair flick, but they just don't seem to know what to do with any member of Imperium that isn't Walter. Yeah, um, it's, it's, and it's not even difficult. I mean, what they did with Ring Camp was exactly the kind of thing that WWE love. So why are they cooking it up? 
I don't know. Bring them all back to the UK brand. I know Walter in particular is somebody who doesn't want to apparently go to the US brand. So yeah, he's not interested at all. He wants to stay close to home. He wants to be in Europe. He wants to be able to get home to see his family. Fair play to the man. Fair play. You know, he enjoys what he does. Uh, he has a very unique aspect to wrestling, almost like Bret Hart in a way. The, the the ring is sacred. It is not just a gimmick to Walter. The ring is truly sacred to Walter. It is more than just about being a multimillion sports entertainer. It's not what he wants to be. He just wants to be a wrestler. Yeah. Fair play to him. And uh, fair play. We're lucky over here at NXT UK. We get treated to him. And uh, we will be sure to catch some shows once they start running shows again. Uh, other than that, that is pretty much the Bruce Brit Rest Roundup. There's not much else uh, really to discuss at these points. Uh, I'm going to post on Twitter. There are two Amazon Prime documentaries about British wrestling. Uh, I'm going to post this on Twitter and I'm going to get you guys out there to vote. Let us know which one of those two uh, documented documentaries you would like us to watch first and we will talk about it on the next Brit Rest Roundup. Uh, upcoming on the TN Tights, we have a fantastic interview uh, with the guys from WrestleCares. So thank you very much for reaching out to us, guys. We can't wait to have you on the show. Uh, we can't wait to talk about what you do, why you do, and to just have a great discussion about wrestling as a whole because you're wrestling fans and we're wrestling fans. And that's what it's all about. Until then, we are two guys drinking tea, talking about men in tights. Hope you had a great day. We wish you a good night. And remember, folks, don't, don't feed the trolls. <laughs>